I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, Kate here with a little Christmas present from all of us here at The Ramble. Today, we've cut together some of our favorite moments from the last year for you to enjoy. We've got England's Euros dream. Oh God, what a painful one. But anyway, Kevin Keegan smashing wine bottles and a commentator late for the second half because he was having a wee jobby. Standard stuff. Enjoy. For the first time since 1500 BC, Man City have lost in the League Cup. Me like Carabao, me drink Carabao. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's the 28th of October. I'm Jules Bree. You asked me oh, to go for it. I went for it. What the hell was that, Jules? <laughs> well, I wrote, oh. I wrote Jules a caveman line because yeah. it's been since 1500 BC that Man City have lost in the League Cup. She led into it. She's a great performer. Me you like Carabao, me drink Carabao. <laughs> Gentlemen, there's a lot to talk about today. We've got all this sort of business with, with Jose Mourinho and Tottenham Hotspur. We've got the big one um, uh, this, this weekend, of course, in the, in the Premier League and so on. But we are going to start with a story about a jobby. <laughs> um, I'm so grateful that they didn't talk about this on the show yesterday. You did a lot of extensive lobbying behind the scenes <laughs> to make sure that I did a lot Listen, of everyone. This is a deal breaker for me. It was an enormous <laughs> lobby for the jobby. And uh, a lot of people sent me this. My goodness, I love each and every one of you. I, it was well into the double figures, the amount of people that tweeted me this story. Some people just at me as if to say, hey, well, 
you know. Come on, spell that's one of yours. <laughs> Some people a little bit more in depth with their with with their uh, explanations of why they're sending it to me. <clears throat> but it's nice to be known for something, Andy. I like I like it when. <laughs> When people see a story about a jobby, nothing screams Marcus Christopher Speller, Bachelor no. of Science, like a story about a jobby. <laughs> I, like, um, I like the idea that people think of your Venn diagram as being Scottish football and turds. <laughs> and Sven chucked and Sven, in there as yeah, well. We're just, can we see Sven being involved at some point? That's the only way it could get any better. Is he going to take over the job as co-commentator for the Hamilton Academicals uh, channel? Well, um, yes, Bobby Bullock. Although I'd like to call him Bobby Bollock, but there we are. First, first of all, brilliant name. Yeah, great name. Brilliant yes. name. Bobby B, a co-commentator, of course, for the B Hamilton Aggies uh, live stream of their match against Ross County on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Hamilton Aggies, they lost 2-1. The Aggies lost to the Staggies. Yeah. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great day. But he, but Bobby Bullock has been dismissed by the club after he turned up for the second half eight minutes late. And obviously, when he got to the microphone, he was like, "Oh, sorry, everybody. I just, I just had to go for a wee jobby." <laughs> and, and then and the thing is, though, he didn't just double down; he trebled down. He, yeah, he kept on talking about it. <laughs> he just kept on talking about it. You can mention it once and say, yeah. "Oh, sorry about that. I just went for a, for a little jobby." And everyone goes, "Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, fine. You're back now." And then he goes, "Yeah, just just a wee poop." Yeah. which was very <laughs> unnecessary. And then went on to describe the bowel movement as having to squeeze it out. And it's like, they're crying out loud. The second half's like 10 minutes old now. It's, it's labouring the points in every sense. This is a game that, 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 that they needed to win, really, as well, because they're bottom of the league, and Ross County was second bottom. Yeah. And weirdly, I did a bit of investigation, and, and Bobby Bullock is actually like an indie film actor and director, so I don't even really know what he's doing there. He must just be a fan. He's and clearly then, not yeah, a professional commentator. No, and... and I mean, it just reminded me of that scene in the thick of it of Malcolm Tucker when he's listening into the politician doing the interview, keeps saying the word diarrhea. And Malcolm Tucker said, "Yeah, say diarrhea again. Yeah. Say it again." Like he, he did exactly that, and, and he kept. And, and he's also got an amazing Scottish accent, yeah. which lended itself to making it funnier for some reason. It was, it was just, it was ridiculous. But what I would say is, mm. getting fired for that is arguably even more ridiculous. I mean, come on. But Luke, can you get fired from a job? The a jobby a, a mm. you're not full time employed at and b you're probably not getting paid for. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it's that, just uh, yeah, it's just I, I being, mean, the being club's not to turn up again is is basically what's happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I, actually I think a job. The club's doing a big call to action. We won't stand for this filth. Yeah, well, can I did, just say? This filth has given us a very good five minutes on the football ramble, and it's made Marcus <laughs> very happy. So, Bobby, we applaud you. We do yeah. indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. their club statement on Twitter, a contractor used by the club on summarising slash co-commentary duties overstepped the mark this evening with a very poor attempt at humour. <laughs> it was a very good attempt at humour. I think you'll yeah. find, Hamilton. Uh, the club didn't find this funny. The person will no. not be used again. Uh, what a shame. What a shame. For well, me, he's Marcus. now he's written himself into ramble folklore as Bobby Bullock. Yeah, for me, for me, it's also a huge source of huge pride as well because you and I have yet again mm. managed to take one of the finest European football experts around and reduce him to mm. having to talk about this on the football ramble. And that's basically <laughs> what we're all about. So, like, Andy, you get outvoted. We're doing this story, and you're going to have an opinion on it. So, get on with it. <laughs> I want to talk about AVB. No, yeah, get, you'll get talk fucked. about a wee jobby. Yeah. Um, Marcus, your happiness matters to me, and if you're made happy by a two and a half day. Old jobby, I'm pleased. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't had much sleep last night. Yeah. Is that weird? No, I was. I felt exactly the same. I just sat online for quite a long time, reading all sorts of people's thoughts and 
discussions about the European, the Super League, the European Super League, whatever the hell we're supposed to call it or not call it. And I just felt sad. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. It, it was quite fitting that something like that should creep up in the dead of night, though. Mm. Well, I think that's a pretty crucial point, actually, Vish. Let's just, get, let's just fucking get into it, shall we? Because <laughs> you could start getting your hit of this by sort of mid-afternoon yesterday, Sunday afternoon. Um, the Times, Martin Ziegler and Tarek Panja in the New York Times out there first on this one. And it was that 12 of Europe's leading quote-unquote we'll come on to that uh, oh we will oh we will yes. football clubs have today have come together the idea was that they were going to form this breakaway league of course it's been discussed a number of times um in the past and there's been talk that these conversations were ongoing but it started to come out that this was indeed going to happen and then a statement was expected at 9 30 p.m like you i was sitting around wondering when it was going to turn up i was actually doing a bit of a radio thing at about quarter past 11 when when it did come out, the statement and the statement said 12 of Europe's leading football clubs have today come together. It's a finality of the statement that hurts quite a lot, isn't it? To announce to announce that they have agreed to establish a new midweek competition, the Super League, governed by its founding clubs, capitalised like the founding members of, uh, I guess, the United States of America. And yeah. in, on that point and on the point about the, the timing, it feels as though... Yes, it was partly as a result of the fact that, you know, you bury bad news perhaps late at night, but also 11.15 in Europe, in Britain, is a quite unreasonable time to be releasing a statement. 6.15 in Boston, where the Fenway Sports Group is headquartered, not such an unusual time to be yes. releasing a statement. And it just really felt as though, um, you know, we of course have a lot of American listeners and I don't think they're here because this is a bit like the NBA, the Premier League. It felt like this is something that has been inflicted on the game that we love from above and from people who are dissociated from the game at its core. Yeah, completely. I mean, the fact is that some of those clubs, including our clubs, Kate, in particular, let's be completely honest, they're there, on, clubs, yeah. they're, they're there on brand recognition rather than sporting <laughs> merit. And like the idea of sporting merit has just been, you know, exercised for, from, from, from the idea of this competition. It's, it is all about the strength of those brands. And it is it, Ultimately, it has the same format as, as an exhibition league because, it, it, you know, if there's no promotion, no relegation, like where is the, where's the jeopardy? You know, what, what is it that makes it, it's elite because you say it's elite? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it's such an affront to the, the, the Champions League, really, and, and the history of the European Cup and, and all the brilliant moments that, that, has, that, that has thrown up and, and that has made football what it is and has made it, made you feel it. You know, you feel it when you watch it. It's particularly if you support a club who are involved in the, in the, you know, the higher ends of competitions or you're in the top leagues, you know, you, you have a really interesting relationship with that club because their success feels like your success in some way as well. And if that's just, if that becomes this, you know, 20 versions of the Harlem Globetrotters playing each other in the middle of the week at the expense of the Champions League, in which you have to actually qualify on merit mm. through sporting merit rather than marketing merit, then it's it just everyone loses. Everything suffers. In terms of the, the process of what is supposed to be happening, the idea is that these 12 clubs will feature um, six from England. And I don't know how that... Again, you know, we've already carried a bit of the burden of our own clubs, but mm. but it's... It's interesting that in terms of them being integrated into this European elite, 
the pride or whatever, the product of the Premier League, how it is irretrievably broken by this? I mean, look at what those clubs have, six Premier League clubs, like say that, six Premier League clubs. It's astonishing, really. And the fact that over the last year, you know, they've taken money from the government to stay afloat. They have made members of staff redundant. They've convinced players to take a wage cut (laughs) by promising them that people won't be made redundant and gone back on that. Yeah, it's utterly shameful. On the other side, though, Daniel Levy's played a blinder, hasn't he? <laughs> Absolute blinder. I think the the strongest condemnation of, of that we've heard from about the European Super Leagues from Ian Holloway said it's a betrayal to the memory of, of Prince Philip, Peter. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't. I mean, you ask Andy about the, about the <laughs> <laughs> what the reaction report, and then you ask me what I think about Ian Holloway's reaction to Prince Philip. If I ever, I, I mean, I must remind you, I am a published pundit, yeah, Marcus Speller. No, yeah, no, but you're also a royalist as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with Ian Holloway. I agree. I mean, I agree with the fact. Like, I agree. I don't really. Yesterday was a bit weird. The the, the pearl clutching. The, 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 from, from a lot of spheres, mm. I genuinely don't understand, Marcus. Yeah. Well, do, like, do you... why are people so like the Champions League is is shit for the same reason that this is shit. I oh, except on. there's there's an access point there. It, it, this is what modern football well, they, is. You, no, you're in a situation they, they... where where clubs who are owned by businessmen. Mm-hmm. And women expect a return on it. The, the clubs that don't need it are the ones who are in it, for, who are run by uh, organisations that are in it for the sports wash. They can afford to toss no, I... three hundred million quid down the drain every, every single year. But th- these are football teams who expect a return. When I when I first saw this, I thought, you know, this isn't even Jurassic Park. The Raptors testing the fences to 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 to, 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 to sort of like for, for the Champions League negotiations. Mm, and right. the UEFA should be in it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> It's not. It's not even that. It's the, the the fences have a stake in the Raptors, and the Raptors have a stake in the fences. Mm. And and Chelsea turned up the heat on 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 the, on the money situation twenty years ago. Uh-huh. You'd probably say that Newcastle United turned up the heat even longer ago yeah, under Saint, under Sir John Hall. And where are them in the conversation? Now the Raptors are in the kitchen and they're cooking up shit for everyone. Yeah, and Mike Ashley's Jeff Goldblum in this. Yeah, sort yeah. Of- yeah, I, no, I don't. Leave I, I, Jeff alone. Leave Jeff alone. He suffered enough. But um, so what you're saying is that football, you know, the groundwork has been, you know, this is not surprising because no, the Super this is, this is been... unmuted free market access. No, no, completely. To, no, no, I do. To I cash do. and players, and and, and no, this has been happening for a long time. And, and look, if you dance with a billionaire, you wait for the song to stop. Essentially, mm. is what you're saying. And and you know, the the, the leagues, the European Super League. I can remember years and years ago. It was, I think, '98 was the first. 1998 was one of the first sort of. '86. Propo- was it '86? As far back as that. I remember being scared of it when I was a kid. No, I remember. I remember <laughs> in the '90s. When I was, when I was there like was 10? talk of yeah. the European Super League, yeah. and Rangers and Celtic fancied it. There was always talk in Scotland. You know, Rangers and Celtic might join this European Super League, and and Ajax and one or two others would be involved. Well, you just knock it down the road, 25 years or however long it is, 30 years. And, and and here we are. So call, man- call it bluff. Let them get on with the fucking FIFA coins wank competition they're going to have. And we'll, and I don't have to look at Jim White's yellow tie every four months, wondering whether we're going to drop drop a fifty billion pounds on Neymar. Mm. It's not going to. Just let them get on with their their space football, mm-hmm. and we'll just the legacy fans will just get on with like enjoying what we enjoy. All I'm what I think what Pete is trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, that we'll see you in the swimming pool at Craven Cottage. You're right for Wigan on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Well, I hope you're happy with yourselves.
I've got to go to JP Morgan to talk to Dave tomorrow. And he's going to cry. And that's going to make squash on Friday very difficult. Very difficult indeed, I'd like, Fish and Marcus. I'd like Do you know to... the Nespresso machines that are being smashed right now? I, cannot, I cannot imagine it. I cannot imagine it. The state it. of the executive toilets. I hope Mr Morgan... Shit's is... made all over the walls. They're having breakdowns left, right and the centre. I hope Mr Morgan is doing OK. Charlie. Um, to quote Pete Donaldson yesterday, before it all unravels, just, just let them get on with it. <laughs> just let them okay. get on with it. Okay. Let Again, get on with it. maybe the tone wasn't accurate, but let that's what you said. Let them get on with it. <laughs> they had a dream, yeah. <laughs> Is it any coincidence, though, before it really, really started to unravel, that a very important and powerful person said, I can absolutely not see it. I strongly say no, don't do it. That will take away the dream of football. Don't take away that dream for everyone who loves football. And after Sven said that, <laughs> the that house sounded, of cards that fell. That sounded like the lyrics from a Euro 96 uh, England song that we never heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. Because I mean, he, 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 he hates a buck, doesn't he? <laughs> well, indeed. indeed. Um, but, I mean, my goodness, gentlemen, it's been an extraordinary, what is it, sort of 48 or 72 hours in the I'll, world I'll, of I'll restart my impression. Hello, this is John W. Henry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Sorry to, sorry to Jargon. <laughs> I want to say sorry to Jargon. Yeah, it looks Jargon. Like, looks like I'll be walking alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My goodness, Vish. Sum it all up for us in a sentence or two. <laughs> Some really rich people mm. proved once again yes. that making a lot of money yeah. doesn't necessarily require intelligence. That's right. Or the capacity to be organised. Yes, it's funny you say And it that. makes me wonder why I'm not rich, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, exactly. I do all that. <laughs> or Wayne Rooney, uh, because um, he's having a terrible time, isn't he? You forget what a brilliant footballer Wayne Rooney was in his pomp when you see him at Derby trying to, uh, you know, on this sort of sinking ship, desperately trying to find uh, signings to plug the gaps and holes with. They've There's got, more going on with him in his retirement than there was as he was a player. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> mad. Extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, you've got a feel for old Sleepy Wayne, haven't you? I mean, he's Derby have been rushing to sign <laughs> as many as eight players on free transfers before midday today so that they can be eligible for their opener against Huddersfield on Saturday. And it's mad. This is Derby it's, County. It's a huge it's club. Ideal. And they're in the championship. This is... Honestly, I... Words fail me with the situation going on at it's, Derby. Um, yeah. It's... It's, so they've they've playing they've been playing preseason games essentially with like with trialists right and they, and mm. as of time of recording they only have eight signed on outfield players for the first game of the season. Um, I respect the fact that Rooney still found time to get to squeeze a few beers in. Yeah, you know, you've got to, you've got you got who wouldn't, find time who to wouldn't be them. drinking at this point to be quite frank. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine the, the Mel Morris just just seeing him and going. It's not going to help things, is it? It's not, it's not, <laughs> no, you know, he's like, he's just you can't run away from your problems, Wayne. I was trying to just, We've got just, a just, players. I was trying to no, just, Wayne, let me, just let me let me sit in this chair going, for five minutes. It's the Wayne, only piece I get. Wayne saying, <laughs> "No, I, I heard that there were a few uh, championship quality players in this nightclub, <laughs> and so uh, I was just I was just going to see if Probably I could are. find them." I think he was trying <laughs> to. Yeah, almost certainly were. I was trying to distract attention off us. No, you've piled it on us. You idiot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, is Ravel Morrison and Phil Jagielka, are they involved? I know they were trying to get them. Like, who basically, whoever turns up, just get them in. Like, with this trialist oh, mate, business, just, no, you, you're not a trialist. You're, you're a first-team player. That's what you are. I don't care who but, you are. But, You've had the bollocks to turn up to training or fancy it as a trialist. That's good enough for us right now. 
Yeah, but some of these and you're players getting a want wages. From me. <laughs> some of these players want wages. Yeah, he's injuring some of them. He's making it worse. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah. What, what I would say is that um, Ravel Morrison was training with Derby County. Yeah. And so, um, and so that that meant that some very earnest journalist could write another article about how this time for Revel Morrison he's really found his home and he'll definitely get a great career. <laughs> uh, it's about the fourteenth time that's happened. Bless him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to manifest itself into anything, but. Yeah. One thing I would say is, if you are short of players, don't go around soonessing them on the training ground no. because that's going to make the situation it worse. It is going to make the situation worse. A bit, by the way, what you say about paying the, the players' wages, obviously you sort of said this, but uh, yeah, Mel Morris um, handed contracts to a group of trialists, but only with their names on and no wage figures. I don't know, was that for them to fill out themselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not. They are, Mel. What a negotiator. <laughs> he, he got that idea from Peter Ridgedale. <laughs> oh, dear. It, it's it, all if, just a big shame. At the end just, of the day, yeah. Derby County are, a, are, a, are a, an important club. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's terrible. They're in this state, but to be quite frank. They are absolutely ridiculous that it's come to that. Um, two uh, more positive stories involve Hartlepool and Sutton United. What about old pools, eh, PTD? They were. They're up. They've signed. They, they've signed about a million players. Yeah. They could probably lend a few to Derby. To be quite frank, I mean, <laughs> it's come to that. They, they, they've, Don't they've do that in come... your first trip back into the football league, Pete. For fuck's sake! <laughs> Imagine that though. You get promoted. <laughs> the players the, away. You get promoted to the football league, and they're saying to Hartlepool players, they're doing that thing. Can you cut it at this level? You're going to have to go out on loan. Oh, for crap! Well, just meant you're going to Derby. All right, fair enough. But the way up. Pete said that was like we've got we, we've got back into the football league now. That's the end game. Yep, so that's it. Don't need the yeah. players anymore. No, <laughs> well, that is good news, Hartley. But Sutton United is incredible how they've gone up. I mean, they, I, I love the fact that their three G pitch, which I have played on, uh, and I can confirm that it was a three G pitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, great that's journalism. That they've they've had to replace it with grass, and obviously I'll I'll need to go down there and play on it again to to make sure that that's yeah. all above board as well. Yeah. But it is mad. That they have to do that because that 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 artificial surface has actually served them very very well. I know it sounds ridiculous, yeah. but you can you can hire it out to people. You can make a few quid from it. You can, you know, you can play beautiful <laughs> football in the winter, Peter. But they had to get the old fast grass in, don't they? So um, that's kind of like the big the big. Uh, uh, sort of uh, project at Sutton United, of course. But Did you not just sort of like do like the Emperor's New Clothes and just sort of say that it's grass? Mm. And then people come over and go, it's not grass though, is it? And they go, how do you even know? How do you yeah. even test whether something is grass or not? And just keep on well, denying that it's fake. I know, but what I've just said, Pete, has just kind of put the kibosh on that, I think. Yeah, yeah oh, because you confirmed, yeah, you confirmed it was 3G. Yes, yeah, so, Marcus, yeah, when you confirmed that. it was 3G at the time, was there a lot of controversy with people just wondering and you just needed <laughs> you to go there? No, I think I just, just confirmed it. I just provided confirmation, like, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So it wasn't it's like little shocking. plastic daisies they've put in the ground so it looked real. <laughs> Listen, let's say Marcus is a very, very good striker. He's an honest Christian lad. He yeah. wouldn't lie. No. Let's get him out there and see what he thinks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and apparently that was enough for the Football League. So, uh, you it know, was. The fit and do you reckon, do you reckon Pete, the, the, the big, <laughs> Pete, the big um, drawback to your theory about just bluffing it would be um, trying to hide all those little black balls that came that come around everywhere? That is uh, pollen. That's yeah. heavy pollen. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is remarkable with Sutton United. They're, they're, they're in the, the Football League for the first time in their history, and they've been around for a long, long time. And there's some lovely stories of, uh, of various people that have been involved in the club and so on. And, and I hope that 
that they manage to keep a bit of that spirit. It doesn't just go completely because inevitably, as the club starts making their way up through the divisions, I don't think Sutton United are suddenly going to be in the championship in two years' time. But um, but you know, the fact is that the manager Matt Gray made it compulsory for the players to go into the club bar after the game and mingle with the supporters and all that kind of stuff. It would be quite. That's what Rooney was doing. <laughs> That's what he's trying to implement at Derby. But uh, I, I, it would be it, it would be quite. He's mingling with everyone. No, it'll mingle. There'll probably be some supporters in here. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of meeting all these supporters. Oh, this good one's night. Got, this one's got a tattoo. <laughs> oh dear. Here we are. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. Oh, four down, three to go. And here we fucking go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England stride on and we'll face Ukraine in Rome. It's Wednesday, 30th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Denise Antaraja. Luke Moore, can I have a good in there? Get in there! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always pleasing to yes. keep a clean sheet, ladies yes, and gentlemen. A platform. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the back and build. Build, exactly. Oh, build. Build, pun I've, intended. Another, another uh, <laughs> outlet's probably covering this game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, England beat Germany 2-0. As if you didn't know. Yep. As if you didn't ruddy well know. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. We How- did How's your-, <laughs> How's your aunt, by the way? Oh, she's gone. She's, <laughs> she's not gone. She's gone. <laughs> she's dead. You see what I'm pleased about it? <laughs> Oh, oh dearie me! It's only the second round. We're in the yeah. quarterfinals. Good job we're not among, among the players, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it! <laughs> Find a late doors pub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rome. Nah, we only play at Wembley. Yeah. So you'll forfeit the game. We got what we came for. Mm. My goodness, England beat Germany for the first time since 2016. Yeah, Eric Dyer got the winner. Let's <laughs> we forget. Has anyone checked on Eric? He's having a lovely time. I expect. Oh, I just so. the rest of us. I, I hope he's so. off his. Rocker right now. Yeah, I'd be loving just it. Just loving it, yeah. But not loving it quite as much as if he was there, sadly, because that's the player's lot. But we did see Jesse Lingard enjoying it in the pub, didn't oh, we? Back in the Jay Lingard. Did he have his little parrot? Oh, you mean back at that? Yeah, that's what I, I haven't seen him since. Yeah. Um, him or the parrot. Um, <laughs> yeah, the parrots are quite difficult to identify. They all look quite similar. <laughs> sure. Um, first time in a knockout game since 1966. Have we waited a long time for this? Well, we, we haven't waited it. We weren't alive for a lot of that. No. Well, I was alive for all but 14 years of it. Can I make a plea to all the, the mainly the BBC and ITV? Yeah. No more Euro 96. It's done now. Yeah, <laughs> please. It's done. Yeah. They, should be, they should never show it again. No. We've had enough of it. Yeah, we really The younger have. people don't care and the older people are sick of but it. Do you know what? The, mm. It was so funny how when people go, but I can't believe that, you know, Henderson, for example, didn't know what happened in 1990 or yeah. Saka didn't know what happened in 2000 or whatever. And all this is kind of, well, think of it, if we were players yeah. and you were, I don't know, in a qualifying for a World Cup and you go, are you, are you a bit worried? Because... Yeah. 
Didn't qualify in 74 and 78. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't sorry, yeah. Uh, didn't we? Oh, right. okay. People are confused about why those players don't care. Do you know what time is? <laughs> We've got a less aggressive email from Dan Wilkinson, um, but only slightly, though. <laughs> On Saturday, I returned to Ellen Road with Leeds, which was amazing. Nice. However, having been a season ticket holder a number of years now with my dad, we've begun to realise that the people behind us are miserable knobs. <laughs> Unfortunately, in a Bielsa Leeds team where there is very little to complain about, they find a way to whinge. Mm. This is starting to affect how me and my dad enjoy the game. Any suggestions on what to do? Happy to follow your instructions blindly and let you know how it goes. Well, find the biggest one and punch him right in the face. Is that it? Wow, straight in there. Show you mean business. So wait, do these, pe- these people sit behind them, do they? Yeah. I've got a solution. Go on. Go on. Fart. <laughs> All the time. You're assuming he's not doing that anyway. <laughs> Just literally let rip constantly. Have like loads of like really rich food before you go to a game. Make sure it's proper pongy. I told you where she lives is a nightmare. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. There's me saying you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Maybe take some some treats and only let them have the treats if they've not moaned. It's like positive reinforcement like you do with a dog or something. And then all of a sudden you'll know. They'll, they'll subconsciously been thinking... They won't even know because it's subconscious that, that they want the treats. That Actually, costs if money it, that costs money, that though. But how much is it going to cost you it's to buy to a fart. packet? <laughs> <laughs> it's free to fart. <laughs> Get out of their gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> but if you thought, if you spend like one pound fifty on a packet of, say, I don't know Werther's Originals yeah. or something else that's difficult to chew mm. and talk with Good at idea. the same time, Good idea. Yeah. it just like gums their mouths up. A solution from the Beano, there, everyone. <laughs> Andy's been reading the Beano before he came in here. I love a Werther's original. Well, what I, what I would do is I would go to the tuck shop <laughs> yeah. and get a large bag of them and then, yeah. and then, then away you go. Yeah. Love it. I hope that's helped you out, Dan and Matthew. I really hope... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. We're Not Fucking Historians is the show all about Irish history, where Shane Todd and Hazel Hayes bring you a few facts and plenty of crack. This month saw their most important episode yet, the history of Ireland's favourite malty beverage. That's where he's got the brewery, St. James's Gate. He took out a nine thousand year lease in the year ten thousand that's going to be a sad day for Guinness when they're booted out <laughs> <laughs> ten thousand seven five fifty nine AD. Heineken just come in and go finally we've got it <laughs> on Tuesday they're reflecting on their own festive traditions and a few things you might not know about the Emerald Isles Christmas connections there is apparently mounting evidence that Saint Nicholas of Myra, who inspired the legend of Santa, is buried in County Kilkenny. It's actually on private land, so they don't allow visitors. Don't, I don't think it's a great one to sell the kids. Can we go to Disneyland? <laughs> no, come on, I'll take you to where Santa's buried. <laughs> so come on in and get involved. Search We're Not Historians. That's We're Not Historians wherever you get your podcasts. We're Not Fucking Historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Okay, just before we get back to some of our favourite moments from another great year for the Ramble, it is time for a look at this weekend's Betway Forward to Score. Entry to Betway Forward to Score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, Further T's and C's apply. The first game for us in this one is game for Vish. West Ham hosts Southampton. This is Boxing Day, 3pm. Boxing Day. I am going for Jared Bowen, fresh from opening his presents, <laughs> full of pep. He might have got that in one of his presents and, mm. uh, and scoring the first goal here. Okay, nice one. Game two, Manchester City versus Leicester. Three o'clock, also on Boxing Day. Pete Donaldson, whose presents are you going to be opening? I'm going to go for uh, Jimmy Vardy. I think uh, by that point, everyone's going to be injury-ridden. COVID hit, so they'll, uh, they'll have to play Vards up top. <laughs> Great. Looking optimistically yeah. into the future. Yeah. Li- likewise, I'm sure looking optimistically is our Game 3 man of action. Aston Villa versus Chelsea. That's at 5.30. Here's Luke to tell you who it thinks it's going to be. Yeah, I've been asked to give you guys a first goal score in Aston Villa v Chelsea. I can only pick one guy. He's from the same town as me. He's an absolute baller. He's scored hatfuls of goals this season already. It's the one and only Mason Mount. Always good to have a Mason in there. Game four is Brighton against Brentford. That is Sunday at 8pm. I tussled with this one for many minutes and felt bad that I was not going to pick a Brighton player, I'm afraid, Jules. I'm going to go for the wonderful former Peterborough player, 
Ivan Tony. Okay, so here are our picks for these Boxing Day games. Uh, West Ham versus Southampton. Vish has gone for Jared Bowen. Manchester City, Leicester. Pete thinks everyone's going to be injury rattled. He's gone for Jamie Vardy. Luke has picked Mason Mount in the Aston Villa versus Chelsea game. And I've gone for Ivan Tony in Brighton versus Brentford. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betway.com slash for the numeral to score. Further T's and C's apply, 18 plus, and please do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Right, back to the best bits. Ollie, well, I know it's half time in the tie, but that's an incredible advantage. Do you feel like the job is done? No, I uh, don't feel like the job is done, but it was a good job done. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> welcome back to the Football Rabble preview show sponsored by Betway it's now time for emails if you've got something for us showfootballrabble.com Luke's been in touch not Luke Moore oh, well, it might be I don't think it is um, <clears throat> but this Luke says well the subject line says selling wine to Keggy so you can see where <laughs> it's going right can we just let it hang in the air for a little bit selling wine to Keggy <laughs> not in glass bottles well, Marcus, strap in. Pour it into his hands. <laughs> Just put it in this pocket, yeah. otherwise, I'll, otherwise I'll smash it. I'm going to start, right, and we can do this afterwards. <laughs> On the subject of serving footballers in shops, five years ago I worked at a wine shop in Hale Barnes, a posh bit of Manchester where lots of current and ex-footballers live. One day, who should walk in but imminent disaster's very own Kevin Keegan. <laughs> I was off serving another customer when I walked down an aisle to find several bottles of wine sat upright on the hard granite floor, oh no. just asking to be knocked over. It's, it's like he's put on. It's, it's like he's put on skates to walk downstairs. <laughs> Glass on the floor, yeah, just waiting there. I dutifully began picking up the bottles to put them back on the shelf, only to hear a high-pitched voice cry out, "Don't do that! How will I remember what I've picked?" <laughs> The option of using a trolley or sticking them on the counter had not occurred to him. Cons- he's been burned before. He has been burned before. <laughs> Considering Keggy's track record, it's obvious what happens next. Within five minutes, a bottle of Cloudy Bay, a rather nice New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, smashed on the floor, its contents spilling everywhere, knocked over by Keggy himself. He was very apologetic and a lovely bloke all in all, but a bottle of quality NZ Sov Blanc was the collateral damage that day. Uh, you just... Turn the corner as that attendant, oh, and he's just he's just there, ah. hands bloody from trying to pick up the glass. <laughs> I think you just go straight over to the dustbin <sighs> and brush, don't you? Yeah, like as as that. No, as someone see, who works in that shop. If you work in a shop where there's a lot of glass bottles, you should have a key. You should have. It's coming in right quickly. It'll be one of those things you think it will never put down, happen. Put down like, the this is a floor. complete waste of a training day. We're never going to need to be prepared for this. And then one day, he walks. <laughs> Like a hurricane. Oh, training. You know, like those guys at Wimbledon when it rains who quickly bring the covers over. Yeah. <laughs> you need them guys. Bring the padded floor quickly. Keegan's here. I like the idea that he was so angry. Oh, How will I remember what I've picked? Yeah. <laughs> that would have only been bettered if someone had knocked Keegan's bottles over. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I did. I didn't do it. Like it if Rude Hullet or somebody came yeah. in. And <laughs> oh, dear. oh dear! Well, of course, a lot of people got in touch on Twitter, haven't they, uh, Jim? About the the meat management uh, industry awards. Yes. So Keegan uh, was was um, he was he, he was what was he doing? He was he was hosting it. He hosted he? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We spoke about this before, but I think a lot there of people. Was a big have... E. coli outbreak. Oh, was there? <laughs> There's an adorable interview with him on the Meat Management yeah. Industry Awards website where he's just like doing his best to field <laughs> questions about meat. Like, 
It was he fucking no, like. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, we just just going through the transcript. Do you always have your chicken medium rare? Yeah. We, I should warn you. You should warn you. They're genuinely asking him questions about the state of the meat industry. Why would he why would he know? It's so unfair. But to be fair to him, he does a brilliant job at batting them away. If, if, Imagine if he ends up causing it's <laughs> a big diplomatic incident. <laughs> what? Oh God! My giddy old. Right, where are we? Why did they do that? <laughs> Quite a few listeners signed us up for a table at the awards, which is yeah. very kind of them. Sadly, uh, we, we 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 didn't go, but yeah. Ah oh, dear. Uh, apparently, though, Keegan did say in that interview, if anyone has supported the meat industry this year, it's been my family. <laughs> we've eaten loads of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> With the good weather, we we had a run of five barbecues in six days. Oh, I love that. <laughs> hey, well, my gene does all and the cooking. Five houses by the sound of it. <laughs> He said, my, my wife, Jean, does all the cooking. I'm just the barbecue man. They don't trust me with anything else. <laughs> Won't even let me buy the wine. <laughs> oh, kegs. Never change. Oh, shout out for I'm actually sweating. <laughs> there we are. Oh. Right. Let's go back. Let's talk about his ex, uh, his ex club, Newcastle. Yeah. They're playing Leeds tonight. Yeah. Newcastle fans! Congratulations, nearly, or probably as this show goes out. It looks as though you have a new owner. Mike Ashley, we may be in the sort of final the final throat, the death throes, if you will, of Mike Ashley's 14-year ownership of Newcastle United, although I should say we have thought that before. Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, uh, let me sum it up for my, uh, my uh, hopefully intellectual resources here. Basically, um, Saudi Arabia had banned being sports from operating in its country. Instead, the main broadcaster of, of Premier League was effectively this thing, BLQ, which was a stolen uh, stream of being sports uh, with just the little logo of BLQ. Plastered over the beans. How do they come up with that one? Yeah. It's very. I mean, it is. It's quite funny. Um, piracy aside, I just mean it's quite an overt and hilarious <laughs> way to do it. If you are going to do such things, um, this was a problem clearly for the Premier League because one of the main ways, as we talked about on Tuesday, that the Premier League has made so much money is because they're able to sell their rights for lots and lots of money. And piracy is obviously a crime. You wouldn't steal a car. Um, People do though. It's a great point. Uh, that appears to be have been resolved to the satisfaction of the Premier League and of BN Sports. Uh, Saudi Arabia says it's going to be available in their country. And this, it seems to be, is the, the final hurdle to getting this deal over the line. Now, there are the reports that have said that the public investment fund has uh, proved that it's separate to the Saudi state. Um to the satisfaction of the the Premier League owners and directors test. Um, I mean, that's very much a small print at the bottom. I think we all know what this is really about, don't we? And as as soon as this dispute between um, the Saudis and and, and Bean was cleared up, it was it was likely to happen, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I can I can understand why a, a lot of people are absolutely reviled by this. I can understand why a lot of people 
don't care less about this and just want their club to get out of the grip of Mike Ashley. And I understand why there, are, why there are people... Well, I, before we get on to inevitabilities, <laughs> and I understand why there are some people that are somewhere in, in the middle. Um, I, as, as someone who knows and loves and lives in the region, I don't feel great about it. I also understand that um, not uh, it's not just the Mike Ashley thing. And when you put like 14 years of Mike Ashley, I mean, that is... That is <sighs> Another uh, lot of years. Yeah, it's, it's a long time for not only for your club to have no ambition, yeah. but absolutely no hope at all. And when that's such a central part of um, the, the city's life, to be told that that means nothing basically on a daily basis is is painful i can understand why a lot of supporters of newcastle would say whatever how they would find it hard to connect with something that's happening in a world outside their their comprehension and the i, I know i know we can talk about them you know there's all the the bants on social about them them buying killian mbappe and all, all, all the rest of it I mean, it, it seems that rather than spunking a load of cash on players, there's actually plans to do something with the infrastructure of the club, which is old and tired and needs attention and has, has had no attention. Now, really, what we've been seeing from Newcastle on the pitch over recent years, for a lot of people who don't know the club and don't know the region, is the, the, the be-all and end-all. The, the the fact that Mike Ashley has neglected the team. They used to be in the Champions League and play exciting football, and now they're a bit of shit, and they're existing rather than living. But really, that's only a little part of it. The neglect of the club is far deeper than that. All I would say there there are a lot of reasons to find this move absolutely repellent, and we're going to talk about those. All I would say is I would go easy on judging a lot of. Newcastle United fans and residents of the Northeast for seeing a way in which their club and their area could receive regeneration, understanding and attention. And before Vish comes in, I would say that ironically, and that's when we talk about sports washing, that is... That's why it's going to work. That's what that it is. That is exactly what, why what, it's going to work. What Bryce has just defined there the great positives that we'd all like to see for that area, that as yeah. you say, the area and the club that's been so neglected, that, I'm afraid, is sports washing. Exactly. exactly. Ironically, making something better doesn't have to be because the aim is to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the, um, you know, the public investment fund, a lot of its remit over the last few years has been toward sport as a way of doing that, as a way of making Saudi Arabia... Arabia see more open. So obviously they've had boxing fights over there. They've paid a shitload of money to get Anthony Joshua over there. You've got it in golf as well. Football is a completely different beast. It's, you know, it's very much the the crown jewel, as it were. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's that thing of, if, you're a, if you are a Newcastle fan and you've had no interest in this and you see... For example, yeah, those boxing fights in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia becoming more of a place where other sport is hosted. And also to know that your government are involved in various different deals with them or have been involved in the past. And the fact that you live in an area 
where the perception that you have through experience is that no one really gives a shit about you in terms of infrastructure, in terms of improving mm. your quality of life. And when you are such a one city club, I, c- I can totally understand like why you would be excited by that. At the same time, I think, you know, I feel like we're, we're talking a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff that we, we address with the Cristiano Ronaldo thing. I would advise people to read up on a, a lot of this stuff and understand why there is so much, um, Fear, I suppose, and, and wariness about the deal. And it's not because people want to rain on Newcastle's parade. It's not because, the, you know, a couple of people tweeting wildly at journalists are getting them annoyed and that, that means they want to go. These are the things that kind of do really matter. There's a, there is a lot of... Just as this is affecting your life, this is affecting other people's lives somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it, isn't it's, it? It's, it's, it's understanding that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. From a... <laughs> To, to separate the football bit from the moment, I'm kind of interested to see what happens. You know, we were joking out there about like, who is, who is the Robinho signing going to be? And we, we seem to have settled on Coutinho. Yeah. I, I think, look, they need someone to buy him. <laughs> football needs someone to buy him. <laughs> Do us all a favour, Saudi. It's going to put some Maximus out of joint. Yes. Who's going to be the Karadi, the Boyanov? See, everyone's, everyone's worried. <laughs> I don't want the I don't want the um, you know the headliners. I want the ones who fall off fall off on the side. I mean, maybe Eliakim Mangala can beat Eliakim Mangala. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that on, on the credits. It's so it sounds be like you're jumping Eliakim Eli Mangala plays himself. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour, Kimiso. <laughs> Hello, Mademoiselle. Mon chéri. Oh, uh, it's a great day aujourd'hui, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were channeling Maricardi. <laughs> in fact, it is a beret. It is a beret. It is. And it is... Uh, where are your onions, It's Jim? a Breton shirt. I didn't have any onions, um, oh. but I thought this would get the, the dig across well enough. <laughs> Do you yeah. want to explain why Vish and I are mildly French? Hey. Hi, football ramble fans. <laughs> 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 well, uh, we spoke to Olivier Giroud a few days ago. How, and, how, and how did we speak to Olivier Giroud a few days spoke, ago? We spoke to him and apparently I spoke to him in Cod French. I haven't actually heard it back. Yeah, it was oh. really fascinating. You went full Joey Barton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say hello, Olivier. <laughs> it was brilliant. It, I ha- was, it was brilliant. So I haven't actually heard it. This is obviously for a book club that yes, you recorded. So Jim, you, you were privy to that. But I did hear the producers talking about if they needed to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to re-record your oh questions in English, yeah. in your own accent. This is so humiliating. So yeah, for those of you that can't see what we're doing, I'm wearing a, a stripy shirt. Vish is wearing a beret. We're, you know... And guys, you look beautiful. in us between us, you know, nearly eighty. But, you know, <laughs> but here we are, anyway. Uh, thanks, guys. French, so Frenchmen live longer, don't they? I mm. think. Well, look, it's uh, all the smoking. People said to me on Twitter that because uh, I said it in a, in an attempt to head off the. God, this could have this could have gone one or two ways. What did they say to you yeah. on Twitter? They said that it's a sign of empathy. Oh, it is a little bit. I um, when my grandparents After were still they alive, stopped laughing, obviously, yeah. When my grandparents were still alive, and I, you know, I could speak a little bit of Tamil. When I would speak to them in English, which they had a, you know, a small grasp of, I would do it in a Tamil Sri Lankan accent. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't do it to somebody who speaks fluent English, though. <laughs> no, 
fuck. Who like you were perhaps move. interviewing about their book they had written in yeah, English. Yeah, a whole book. <laughs> well, to be fair to me, he didn't, you know, they never write it. To you. what we're here for. Yeah, less of that, actually. Uh, yeah, okay. So I was thinking what I could do is just speak in a French accent for the rest of my Please life do. and see if I could... Just get away it with out. it. Like, <laughs> that would be the most. That's the, the most British way to overcome that embarrassment. No, yeah. I normally talk like this. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of my mm. life. <laughs> Manchester United, Vish. We don't have to take the hipster fans' word for it anymore. Atalanta are wicked. Um, oh, what about dude. Stevie Bruce? Though? Stevie Bruce. We're going to go. Bruce. All, all reports. Games. All reports lead to Bruce at the moment, <laughs> don't they? Uh, yeah, he will be in charge for the game. We think it would be particularly cold if uh, Sunday morning they said, "Nah, actually, I don't <laughs> we'll know leave why. it." Yeah, no, no he, he he wanted to stay. They wanted to, him to go. Yes, and the compromise was he was allowed to do the presser. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he might be. Uh, I, I like the. There was an amazing thing where. Um, I mean, I know you're going to come on to this, but some people, you know, the new ownership are, 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 are reported to be, quote, confused as yeah. to why they should sack him. Mm. I read this, you know, it was on Football 365, I read this briefly, mm. I was doing a hundred other things, and I just thought it said they were just confused by Steve Bruce. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, yeah, that's, part of his, that's part of his kind of, it's kind of individual stick, isn't brand, it? isn't it? But do you yeah. not think, though, that, as I said the other day, a bit like the already walk before the ref shows the red card, are they yeah. a bit like, well, are you going to stack Steve Bruce? And thinking... I'm very confused because why is he still here? Yeah, why is he not cleared his he, desk? He I knows. Think, I, th- I think he's he's a man who clearly interviews well, and he clearly mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 boss of, of any football club seems to enjoy having him around. So I yeah. think I reckon he's charmed them. Well, so I reckon listen, he's charmed them a bit. You know, you probably won't want to hear this, uh, but many many people have said. In fact, I saw it this morning. I, I saw David Ornstein, who was a good journalist. Um, passionately defending Steve Bruce as a human being. So he's a lovely guy. He's a nice fellow. He doesn't deserve all the personal abuse that comes his way. Um, you know, his but, record, but he his won't record. have the professional abuse. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> so he won't what, accept so the professional the, abuse. You've have to move the war into new territory. All right, and Steve, we're going to call you a little fatty then. If you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to accept the fact that you're a terrible football manager and can't marshal a defence for like seven games. Yeah. Uh, you, you, if you can't, if you're going to blame the press and the fans for being c-words, like then, then we're probably going to move how, on to other things. Is this how you envision? You're not an impressive physical specimen at the moment. Is this how you? <laughs> That is very rich. <laughs> As is the gravy I drink daily. <laughs> is this how you've been celebrating your manager's a thousandth game in charge? <laughs> Why are you Marcus, not at the press? Why are you here, Marcus? Marcus, how are Newcastle? How are how are semi-famous Newcastle fans around the world celebrating Steve Bruce's thousandth game in charge? He's a little fatty. <laughs> Outrageous. He's a little fatty. And I don't want him there. <laughs> Yes. But it is, but it, it's going to be interesting because obviously the, 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 the management cannot do anything until and, and, until January. They can't make any moves, and, and any moves they make, it, will good money be spent in January? You just don't know. It's not. Oh. It's not ideal. You don't leave us anywhere to go. No. Oh, you now want me to answer that seriously? All right. My serious answer is, it's a top-down change, isn't it? So they're going to start putting people in place, and I imagine they'll need a sporting director at the very least. Yeah. And then that sporting director will choose a manager. Um, two all last last in Peter you're up first for the win <laughs> he's played for Let's five clubs in total he retired in 2014 yep. okay <laughs> get, your, get your thinking face on five clubs in total the final player of the game mm-hmm. the final striker of the game right Thierry Henry oh how many five, sorry five five okay shit I'm writing fast like Hermione Oh my god, you are Hermione. You're big Hermione <laughs> energy from Kate anyway. Uh, Always uh, big Hermione energy. 
She's the best character, though, isn't she? Let's face it. Pete's the Ron Weasley of the Ramble, so make her that what you want. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, who's the evil one? Oh, I yeah. slick back Percy. Hair. Voldemort. Percy. Oh, you're Malfoy. Malfoy. I'm Malfoy, aren't I? No, you're not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? He's really disappointed. You're Neville Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> Saves it at the end. Spoilers. Hagrid. Um, go ahead. Yeah, Hagrid. How many? Sure. How many? Uh, five, you're telling five. me how many. <laughs> There's five. five in total. I'm bad with this. Who's the player again? <laughs> <laughs> it's all to play for. <laughs> Come on, Pete. Take it seriously. Thierry Henry. Thierry Right, okay. Uh, you're at Red Bulls. No! What? <laughs> Shit! Who do you play for? Stop. What? I just need a number. What? I just need a number. Oh, sorry. Four. Four. <laughs> Okay, you've got a head start. I'm Kate. really annoyed because I already <laughs> had that one and I don't think I've got another one. Good. Do you want to do five, Kate? thought I got it wrong now. I was like, shit! <laughs> You've done it again, you idiot! Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will be back on Monday and Tuesday with some bonus Ramble episodes and then back to our full schedule in January. Merry Christmas. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.